The Minutia Man Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine old pie show. I am Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And on Back to You, our podcast, we do all kinds of things like, how would you describe it? We do nitpicky things sometimes, like how come you got headphones on and I don't? Because I'm the star of the show. Well, see, that's up for uh, debate and deliberation. And uh, a lot of the show is about who gets top billing and last word. Well, we'll find out in the next Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. See ya. Bye. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. We've got a big guest on, uh, and, and Huge. It's, t- it's time to bring him on. Joining us uh, on the phone, we are very honored to have uh, the national celebrity Sven Gulli joining us. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> now, we are just talking off the air. Uh, Sven Gulli is, uh, is on 96% of the country now. Is that true? Yeah, the, the MeTV network is now available all over the country and even kind of seeping over the borders on both sides. And uh, it's really cool. I get feedback from people all over, and uh, it's pretty overwhelming. So, you know, people like in uh, in New York or something, they don't know the history of Sven Gulli. Do you ever explain that on the show? Not really. Uh, It's very rare that we have to go into an explanation. It's like, you know, it's like if if you watch a a sitcom – you know, do you have to know the background of all these I characters? do, yes. I want to know what happened to Chuck on Happy Days who right. never came back. <laughs> yeah. And who's this neighbor and why I is she constantly know. coming up? Uh, so could, could <laughs> well, you... other than you two guys, most people just just accept it as, you know, it's a character who's hosting a show. What's your motivation? <laughs> and I would like to talk to you, though, about the history of Sven Gulli, if you don't mind, because sure. it's interesting, you know, from being from Chicago, we have... We have seen the entire uh, thing, and Dave and I are not young anymore. We're not quite as old as you, but we're... Who is? Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty damn close. So, originally, the the first Sven Gulli was Jerry G. Bishop, right? Yeah, he just happened to be... That, that was back when they had live staff announcers at TV stations. And he was the staff announcer who was on duty on Friday nights when they were running horror films. And he started to, when he had to read his little ins back into the movie and such, he started goofing around and created the character. And that proved to be so popular that they ended up putting it on as, you know, video segments during the movie. And at the time, I was a student at Northwestern. I was just a big fan of his. I loved his radio work. And uh, he started to read stuff that people were sending in. So I started sending in jokes and ideas and parodies and things. And when he found out about me and what I was doing, he said, hey, why don't you come in and, uh, you know, watch us while we're taping. And when I was there, he was like, oh, you do voices? Why don't you do this off-camera voice? And then he started to ask me for specific bits of material, like, you know, this local commercial. Can you do a parody of that for me? And, you know, things like that. And it worked into me working with him on the show. And when it was canceled, 
Uh, he went on to MAQ Radio and NBC, and I went with him, and I worked with him on MAQ Radio. And one summer, somebody at one of the TV stations that was a friend of his said, why don't you just do uh, Spengoolie just as like a summertime fill-in thing, just as a lark? And Jerry sat there and he kind of said, well, I don't know that I want to get dressed up and all that stuff and everything. And he said to me, you could do it. You could be son of Spengoolie, and I'll produce the show. <laughs> And I was just, you know, flattered that that he felt yeah, I, I could see, do it. See, I'll take all the money. Yeah, right, and, you, exactly. right. and you just do. How all does three dollars and sixty five cents an hour, kid? <laughs> well, actually, I'll tell you. To be quite honest, uh, Jerry was an incredibly generous man. Okay, good. He never, you know, he he gave me the keys to the character more or less. Never asked for anything and never made any claims on it. He was the one that decided I should be son of Svengooli and. Uh, Eventually, you know, he left town to go to San Diego, and he asked me, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I don't know. I'm going to try to pitch a TV station maybe on a show or something. He said, I tell you what, if you want to be son of Spengoolie, you have my blessing. So I did an audition at WFLD. Other people did too, and eventually I ended up with the show, and we just took it from there. That's, that's great. That's wonderful. So, now, when you were working on the radio with him, uh, are there there – Bits that you remember, are there any, like, favorite moments uh, working on the radio with Jerry G. Bishop? Oh, yeah. Well, see, the thing was, I was, at the time, I was his producer, and if it was, like, modern day, I would be his sidekick as well. And about 80, 85% of the uh, wacky characters he talked to on the air were me. <laughs> and we we had a lot of fun. We would... Improvised commercials. There, remember Plywood, Minnesota? Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. It was like a sort of Home Depot type place, and uh, you know the president of it was a man named John Leffler, and we would just take their stock commercials, and I would play this <laughs> John Leffler as sort of a you know sort of dopey guy. And we would just improvise the commercials playing off the regular script for them. And they were so good. I'm really proud of them. They were very funny. And, you know, you couldn't find a better straight man than Jerry. Uh, I remember that so well. It was always a lot of fun. You know, you obviously, scary movies, big part of your life. Uh, what is the scariest movie franchise out there? Are you a Halloween guy? Are you a Friday the 13th, a Chucky, or... Anything else? Is there, you know, what is, as far as scary movie franchises go, what's your favorite? Well, I have a lot of friends who have been in the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street mm. uh, franchise. But I think as that went along, there are more jokes involved. Whereas I have to say, I think, quite honestly, Halloween has really maintained, and, you know, what a coincidence that uh, <laughs> that, that next uh, reboot is coming up but uh just it, it works so well the fact that you know the the shape as they call him just can't seem to die mm -hmm. and you know the unexpected you know times that he shows up i think that, that it's been very very effective and i'm hoping this new movie i haven't seen it yet but i'm hoping that uh it, it turns out to be as good as it seems to be we need to take a quick break we'll be right back 
If you're a fan of the English Premier League, you'll want to check out Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. As you can hear by his accent, Adam is from England originally. Chelsea fan, if you must know. And he's also an expert in soccer tactics and methods. He's the director of coaching for the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. So obviously, he has some incredible insights into the game. Tune in every week. We're on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. A Tony Lasano podcast, the No Pie Show. And because it's soccer, we never use our hands. Radio Misfits. Hey, this is Tony Lozano, and if you like podcasts, well, I'm the guy that you want to meet. Well, maybe, but I have my own called Nude Hippo, the podcast, and I do it with uh, many members of and friends, uh, including Kimmy. Hello. We feature some of the coolest guests like... Brian Cheverini, Ginger Z, Mr. Skin, Tom Dreesen, and so many more. These are like milestone interviews. They're timeless. So this way, you could pick it up at any point. I suggest you start from the beginning. Nude Hippo, the podcast, and Opie Show. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> and we're back. Let's talk about your uh, your makeup rituals, because uh, I there throughout the years your your makeup has has changed as Van Gooley. Is that something that you have to do yourself? You have people that help you create the look. Uh, how does that how does that work? Now that you're national, do you have like a, a staff of thousands? <laughs> uh, you don't know where I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I do. <laughs> well, then then you know. No, actually. Uh, the entire time I've been doing the character, I've always done the makeup. It's based on Jerry G's original makeup. And uh, when I first started doing it, it took maybe about 50 minutes to put it on. Now I've got it down to about right around a half hour. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just, I've been doing it myself for a long time. We streamlined some of the, some of it. So there aren't as many shadows and such, but, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Do you ever just put on the makeup for the fun of it and go to like you know Walgreens to pick up a prescription or whatever? <laughs> no, taking it off is what I do for the fun of it. <laughs> now, do you do anything? This is obviously your first of all. Thank you for coming on during your busy. Yeah, this season. is busy busy time for you. Uh, do you sure. do something special at your house for Halloween? And people must uh, expect a lot out of you. Yeah, your let's neighbors. go to Sven Gulli's house. Yeah. you know. What, well, do you do anything all, special? Most of the time, I'm not home on Halloween because oh, I'm, you know, point. out doing appearances. This year on Halloween night, uh, the Chicago Bulls have invited me to be at their their game at the United Center. Um, if I am home, quite honestly, uh, that's when I can go in the basement and watch TV. <laughs> because <laughs> imagine if if I were to answer the door in costume or sometimes even without, uh, we just end up with more and more kids coming to the door and adults as well. Right. So I kind of keep, you know, my involvement as at least at home, uh, kind of low down and, uh, you know, I let, let my wife take care of answering the door for people. You don't turn yeah. the lights off and pretend like you're not home. That's I've, no, I've no. done that. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Yeah, but once you get to a certain no, point, I, it's we, like, oh, 701. Yeah. <laughs> days closed. 701. Uh, now, <laughs> we just it, it's it's you know I mean I I enjoy Halloween I know you know my family does and uh, it's just uh, you know it would be like uh, the snowball rolling downhill if yeah. I were to answer the door right so uh, I I just let them handle it well we at in my household we usually give the crappy Costco candy you know that hard candy from Kirkland we really mail it in you guys probably give the good stuff don't you like the full size Snickers or what you know what is your go to candy. 
for Halloween. Well, we don't give like the full size. Bar. Come on, you're national now. You got the bucks. Let's go. What am I made of chocolate? Come on. No, but we'll give like the little you know fun size type yep. ones, and we give out good stuff. And then we always have you know the bag of cheaper candy. So that if we're really inundated and, you know, you run out of everything good, you've got that backup. (laughs) You know, I always tell my wife, we should do it the reverse way. Give out the bad stuff first. So then if we don't have a big inundation of people coming to the door, we get the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. What's in it for me, right? (laughs) So one of my favorite things about uh, watching you is when you start talking about the films themselves and you have this like in-depth knowledge of all the character actors and stuff like that. Who, who to you are your, your favorite like scream queen and your, your favorite character actors that appears at, in these, uh, in these, you know, horror flicks or monster flicks that you show. Well, in the ones that I show, I have to say, I think as far as scream queens, one of the most <laughs> screaming ones is Una O'Connor. Now, if you don't know who she is, uh, if you know the movie The Invisible Man, oh, yeah. she's the innkeeper's wife, <laughs> and she's also in uh, Bride of Frankenstein, and just she has the most awful, shrill scream. Uh, to, to be somebody more attractive, it would be Evelyn Anchors, who was in so many of the Universal films. She was the love interest in the original Wolfman. Of course. Yeah. Who doesn't know that? Blonde, very pretty. And as far as character actors, I I know this maybe doesn't qualify with some people, but I have to say, Bela Lugosi, when he played Igor, it was such a different character from, you know, what you expect of him as Dracula. And it just showed that he really did have a lot of versatility. Uh, On the side, (laughs) one of my favorite of the uh, background characters is Dwight Fry who was uh, Renfield in Dracula. Wow. And he was also an assistant to uh, Frankenstein in uh, in uh, the uh, the original Frankenstein. He He's another guy who shows up in so many of those universal things. I guess they were all under contract, so, you know, they just right. kept, you know, using them up. But he, he was always a really, really, uh, really good character actor. So, so if Trivial Pursuit had a scary movie version, you would kick everybody's ass, wouldn't you? That depends, though, you know, because the way that I learn about this stuff, I mean, you know, I've had an interest in it and I have a lot of books about it. But mainly, you know, when we've got this stuff going on, I've got to do research. Yeah, right. So it's not like I know all this stuff. It's stuff that I've had to, you know, do research to find out. I'm, I'm never would say that I'm an expert on this stuff, but I do have an interest in it. And, I, you know, I, this is all stuff I picked up just through my job. So, you know, uh, Bruce Wolf is a, is a friend of mine, and uh, I've never seen you and Bruce in the same room at the same time. I'm sure you've been told this. The two of you are doppelgangers. Um, and as I'm talking to you today, I, I notice that you sound like mm-hmm. Bruce Wolf, too. So, is there something? I don't want to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I know Bruce too. He's a great guy, and I've I've always enjoyed his humor. Um, But actually, you could have seen us in the same room together back when we were working at Fox, because he did a show called Nine Thirty. It was a little, you know, goofy talk show type thing that he did with the weatherman Dan Dobrowalski, and I was a guest on there once. So the two of us were on camera together. Okay. And it was not, you know, a chroma key type, uh, you know. So you say. <laughs> Have you ever met uh, some of your competitors like Elvira? 
Yeah, actually, I have met her, um, and I have to say, she is such a sweetheart. She's really nice. Uh, one of the first things she said to me is, oh, I'm so happy to meet you after hearing about you for so many years, which just blew me away. It's like, wow. she heard of me? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. And she's been on uh, interview shows and such where she's actually been very complimentary to me. And, uh, you know, she, she's, first of all, she's still gorgeous yeah, in and yeah. out of costume. And I'd like to see her out of costume. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, she's just terrific and a really, really sweet person. I've met some of the other um, people who have been on the air in different parts of the country, like Count Gore Duval. Do you know him? No. Uh, he was in the Washington area. And he's one of those old school guys that did the kids show and did the horror movie stuff in the 70s. And he's... Uh, He's online right now. He does online shows. Do you guys have a and, convention? Uh, Do you guys have a convention where you guys all get together and like at a holiday inn? Well, somewhere there haven't been anywhere we've all been together. At least ones that I've been able to get to. I think there have been a few here and there where a lot of the the horror hosts have shown up. There's a money making uh, opportunity there. We're money guys. <laughs> you know, I uh, know. And, and the thing is, now that we're national, we're getting all these feelers for. Uh, going to these different conventions in different cities and it's just a matter of first of all <laughs> i know this sounds foolish but maintaining my health yeah. i've had some cardiac problems mm, and right. i don't want to be overstressed and secondly just fitting them in in the schedule that we already have with all the local appearances and of course you know my job you know shooting the programs and writing them and everything you know uh, i have one brush with elvira going back uh 30 years I was Stephen Gary's producer, and I mm -hmm. booked her to come on the show during, uh, you know, this time of year. Mm -hmm. And right before we went on, uh, she was in the producer's room with me. She said, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be Elvira today. I'm, I'm Cassandra Peterson. Yo. And I said, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and I went in and I said, stay, Steve. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Elvira is not going to be Elvira today. She wants to be Cassandra Peterson. And he said, okay, tell her she's not on the show. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yes. And I had to go in, into the studio and, and say to her, I'm sorry, yeah. but we can't have you on unless you're Elvira. And she goes, well, then I'm not going on. And she left. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know, now when she does... Uh, conventions for the most part she is cassandra peterson she doesn't put on the makeup that often and if she does you can bet that they paid her a huge amount of money to do so but if, if you check out a lot of the conventions she's at it, it's just her as cassandra because i think you know she's she's kind of winding down on things yeah and uh you know i, I think she said that you know she hates having to be able to stay in shape to be able to put on all that that stuff so God bless her. She's she's certainly you know become an icon and definitely uh, still has so much merchandise and there's so much interest in her, in her character that she can get away with it. Well, now that you're a big star, Mad Magazine, tell us about this. You're in the latest uh, edition of Mad Magazine. Yeah, it, it's just amazing to me. Uh, at the C2E2 convention a couple of years ago. There's a guy who was waiting in line to meet me, and it turned out he was Dan DeDio, the uh, publisher of DC Comics, who was a, it turned out to be a big fan of mine. And we met with him, talked with him several times, and become friends with him. And he kept saying, no, we really should have you in, in Mad Magazine. It seems like a perfect fit. And I was like, well, that, that's cool. That's fine. And in the previous issue, I think you know the, the famous artist Sergio Aragones? 
mm-hmm. who always drew the little mm-hmm. stuff in the borders and stuff of the, the comics in Mad. And he drew me into the background of one of his scenes. And then from there, they, they said, we want to do an actual Sven satire in the book. And, you know, the idea is that you're trying to show a movie, but it keeps getting messed up with footage from different me TV shows. <laughs> and, you know, that was great. And uh, they they just ran with it. Uh, terrific guys doing the artwork and doing the writing. And um, it, it it's out. I think the, the uh, subscribers already have them. And I've heard that it's out on some newsstands. But if it isn't out now, it should be at the rest of them by next week. It's issue number four. And you can tell which one it is because it has... Alfred E. Newman on the cover as the twins from The Shining. Oh, beautiful. I, I, the, the only reason we had identical twin girls was so one day that they would dress up as The Shining twins, and they're uh-huh. refusing. They are now 12, and every year I ask them, this is the year you guys are the Shining Twins, and they're not good. They don't. They don't do it. What's the point of us having identical twins if they don't do it? Right? It's this not cool. <laughs> well, thank well, you, thank you very much, uh, Rich slash Sven, for coming on. This has been a big thrill for us to have you on the show. Well, and, thank you. And go, go ahead, please. Well, I also wanted to say thank you for agreeing to be both Rich and Sven, right, and right. not uh, throwing a star trip at us. We, we appreciate are, that. Yeah, we're going to double your per diem. <laughs> You've got twice as much money coming your way for being double characters. Have you ever written a book? Do you want to write a book? You know, we're publishers. We can hook you up. We know people, people who know people. mentioned that all the time. They say, you know, why don't you write a book? And I, I might someday, but I really don't have time right now. Well, maybe Bruce <laughs> Wolf can do it for you. Well, yeah, that would be the easiest yeah. thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Bruce would be willing to do that. Thanks again for uh, coming on the show. Great to talk to you guys. Thank you so much Thanks, for having buddy. me. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the nicest guys in the biz. Uh, that's uh, Rich Coase slash Sven Gooley. Uh, thanks very much for being on the show. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with OpiShows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla, Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? So, Lou, what's the deal with horsepower? I mean, we don't use horses anymore. Well, we like horses, and that's how it started, so these are our new ponies. At least we're living in the golden age of horsepower and doing our best to enjoy it like we do on the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You really think you can feed like 700 horses, Mark? This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, what will people get when they hear Minutia Men? Well, Rick, uh, worthless information about things in the news. Celebrity tidbits, yeah. stories. Cubs trivia. Very little profanity. Nazi stories. And lots of nudity. And that's uh, that's just a taste of what you'll get. Every week. Episodes, episodes every week. Yep. The Tony Lasano Podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com.